Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy. And today we're going to be continuing our coverage of the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Today we have episode four entitled The Whole World is Watching. And boy, was it. Obviously, that's that's alluding to that final scene that I just get chills thinking about it. What a lasting image we were left with at the end of this episode. Uh, but also with what Carly's doing, you know, the Flag Smashers are after their GRC Supply Depot explosion. They're kind of growing in notoriety around the world. Yeah, we theorized that John Walker was going to go bad. I didn't realize it was going to be this quick and this bad, but... He did it, man, and he's he had that heel turn, and, and he's straight up going to be the villain here. Um, the Flag Smashers, we'll see what happens with them. I feel like throughout this episode, it's kind of showing us that Carly might be someone that we can have redeemed and put on our side. I think that little scene with her and Sam showed that. I really liked a lot of the character progression for her, Sam and Bucky as well. Zemo had some nice scenes, like always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really is just a scene stealer, that Zemo. Yeah, he's he's great, man. It's unbelievable. We've been saying this whole entire podcast series. I hope he sticks around. Yeah, that's funny. You're talking about it like this was that definitive heel turn that we were calling to see from Johnny Walker. I didn't think it was so black and white as that because of all the opportunities that we've seen John Walker, you know, just kind of be that brute asshole of a guy of a captain america this was one of the most justified i mean they just took out his boy lamar he was obviously going to be pissed i only think there's going to be so much fallout from this because you know we got caught on video camera doing it yeah yeah i agree with what you're saying it's definitely something where you know your boy just got killed right in front of you mm. quote unquote because you know he checked them but do we think he's definitely dead huh? we'll see but the fact that he first of all chased down the guy who didn't do it the guy is laying down basically yep. giving himself up and then the shield just being smashed over and over and over into his face and exactly like you said being taped for the world to see bucky and sam saw it carly saw it and it's just one of those things where Captain America doesn't kill. Yeah, he does not kill. And no matter what you want to say about, OK, Steve Rogers is not Captain America anymore. If you want to be Captain America, people are going to look to you a certain way. And he just straight brutally murdered someone and, and finished the entire scene, the entire episode. Yeah. Blood all over the Captain America shield. So, like, I mean, technically it isn't the heel turn. I think it's it's in a, a show of aggression to the max that we talked about. And I'll get into a little bit later. We did talk about this a couple episodes ago about the serum uh, maximizing your personality traits. And I think we saw that there, too. I think that the, the full on heel turn We'll see that when he gets his blowback for this. So he's going to have to deal with it and we'll see how he deals with it. So you're guessing that in response to the fallout of this horrible PR image, you think he is going to continue just regressing and being worse and worse, the Sean Walker character? I think that that when he's U.S. agent in the comics, he's he's all about America and he's still he has that kind of Captain American-ness to him. But when he's U.S. agent, Still cares about his country, but he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do 
to get shit done. And I have a feeling that he'll be stripped of the Captain America shield after everyone sees this, you know, after it's caught, it's going to be all over the news. And whatever he does, he's still going to be a thing and he's going to be wanting revenge against the Flag Smashers. And one side is going to be U.S. agent against Carly, brutally trying to kill her. And I'm guessing Sam and Bucky are going to try to help her at least stop her, but help her just like Sam did earlier in the episode. Gotcha. I would say take the Johnny Walker out of the equation. This is a really bad look for the mantle of Captain America. You know, just seeing a Captain America do something like that is going to shake the people's faith in him. So I'm interested, excuse me, interested to see how the world responds to this. But that's the final scene of the episode. We'll stick a pin in that, get to it later. Yep. I want to get going here. We have a cool flashback to six years ago in Wakanda to start off this episode. And it's Io and yep. Bucky sitting around the campfire. And she's just promising, you know, Buck, I'm not going to let you hurt anybody. And she begins to recite the activation words for the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And we have some of that long hair, Bucky. You were calling yep. for that in the yep. last episode. You love to see That's that. My boy. We're getting some Winter Soldier flashbacks, and obviously this is just Wakanda was helping him through the Winter Soldier thing, and I guess this was the the epitome of all of their training and work, you know, finally Mm. saying the words and seeing what his reaction would be, and Bucky is able to resist the activation words, and Io just says finally you're free phenomenal acting by sebastian stan one of the post credit scenes after cap brings bucky over to wakanda and we see that shuri's working on deprogramming him and we know it takes a long time and she has to i think i read that she had to i don't know if it was actually like some kind of information given between movies it wasn't shown on screen but she had to do a lot of work on him while he's pretty much like in a coma just to make sure he's not going to go crazy as soon as he wakes up then they started deprogramming him and like you said i mean however long it took it was a huge moment for bucky you know and and sebastian stan's acting with that is just unbelievable you're a Sebastian Stan Stan. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, you love that guy. I was a little excited. Did you see uh, the Star Wars community wanted him to reprise the role of Luke Skywalker? I did see that, and yeah. I respect the hell out of his response. He says, great character, would love the role. The only time I'm even thinking about taking on Luke Skywalker is if I get a call from Mark Hamill and he says, <laughs> I give you my blessing to right. keep doing the character. And that's just all you want to hear from the guy. Yeah, it is pretty unbelievable all those pictures they showed where they just like put them next to each other and how close it looks between Mark Hamill Young and Sebastian Stan. Crazy. I would have I would have no issues with that casting, although I definitely understand his trepidation, you would say, taking on a role like that for sure. Taking Uh, on the Luke Skywalker icon shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) So after the flashback, we fast forward to pretty much the end of episode three and it's Io and Bucky having this standoff. They're still in Latvia and Io immediately asks, you know, what are you guys doing breaking Zemo out of prison? And Bucky tells her straight up, we we just needed him for what we're doing here. Like we needed help finding Carly. Io reminds Bucky that the Wakandans helped remove the Winter Soldier programming from him and that Zemo murdered their King T'Chaka. She's essentially just like, what the hell, man? Like, I can't yep. overlook this. This is Zemo. He, you know, we do not like Zemo. Yep. Um, and Bucky 
tells her in Wakandan that he's a means to an end and she gives him eight hours, you know, then we're coming for, uh, for him. We're taking over. Yeah. Io being in the flashback scene, being the one to recite the words, she's second in command. And you know that anybody after the reprogramming could have done that. You know, you could have any kind of Wakandan scientist, Shuri herself, whatever, going through these words to see if he's going to change or not. They were sitting there very intimate and she recited the words. She walked them through it, said, you're going to be fine. And he was fine. You know, there's some kind of nice relationship between the two of them and there's a mutual respect, you know? So I have a feeling that eight hours is a lot of respect for these Wakandans. You yeah. know? If it was anybody but Bucky, she'd just be going in guns blazing. hundred percent. Eight hours is yeah. They, they, they show later on, they could have just rolled in whenever the hell they wanted. Yes, that is an absolute sign of respect, giving him yeah. the eight hours. Yep, and yep. I'm sure he knows it too. He, oh, yeah. I, I love the respect that when we see them later, that like Sam immediately is just like, yeah, John, relax. These, yeah. You do not want to fuck with these girls. Exactly. Exactly. But we get our Fat W's title sequence, and then we get the next scene is Bucky going back to Zemo's crib. It's Zemo's place in Lafayette that they're staying at, and essentially just informs Sam and Zemo that the Wakandans are here, but he bought them some time before they're actually going to come in for Zemo. Uh, So this is kind of where we get Sam's first reaction. We we haven't gotten a chance to like get our breath from all the excitement of last episode. Sam finally just vents that he's pissed at Zemo for shooting Dr. Nagel. Uh, And Zemo's just like, let's not litigate what may or may not have happened. Sam's like, bro, you shot him right in the face. He's like, allegedly I shot him. (laughs) Zemo's such a cock smack. I love it. Still just playing chess while they're playing checkers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So good. And this is where Bucky just kind of reads aloud an article that he sees on his phone that Carly bombed the GRC supply depot. Three people died. And now the Flag Smashers have a list of demands uh, or else they're going to blow something else up, essentially. They're they're threatening. And Zemo chimes in questioning their commitment to being able to follow through on this whole Carly thing, saying that, hey, I know where my head's at. You guys are kind of floating in the middle ground. And Sam responds with, you know, Carly's just a kid. Sam continuously preaches that there has to be a diplomatic solution here. And this Mm -hmm. is where we get Zemo really honing him on the whole supremacist side of things. And I kind of have the quote. There's a lot of really good Zemo quotes in this one. He says, you're seeing something in her that isn't there. You're clouded by it. She's a supremacist. The very concept of a super soldier will always trouble people. Uh, it's that warped aspiration that led to Nazis, to Ultron, to the Avengers. Then we get Sam saying, those are our friends you're talking about. And Bucky's just like, yeah, but not the Nazis. <laughs> the yeah, Avengers, yeah. not the Nazis. And Zemo continues. He just says, the desire to become a superhuman cannot be separated from supremacist ideals. Anyone with that serum is inherently on that path. She will not stop. She will escalate until you kill her or she kills you. Yeah, that's a really good little monologue from Zemo. And when Sam says, you know, she's just a kid, that's a direct callback to Captain America, Steve Rogers, saying it's about Wanda when they're talking about what to do with Wanda when they end up locking her in the Avengers Tower or Avengers uh, compound. Certain people want to get rid of her. It was all yeah. over the place. And he's and Steve is just like, listen, she's just a kid. Same kind of thing. You know, it's 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 yeah. rubbing off on his boy, Sam. So okay, Bucky says, okay. what if you're wrong? The serum never corrupted Steve. And right, Zemo right. says, touche. But there has never been another Steve Rogers, has there? 
Yeah, and to that, I, they really have no response. Exactly. Now, I have a line here from the first Avenger movie, Captain America, and it's something we were talking about back when we were talking about the power broker with U.S. agent. Couple, a couple of quotes here that are that are very enlightening for this whole episode. So, originally in Captain America, the first Avenger, it's before Captain America, Steve Rogers, is given the, the serum. So, it's Dr. Erskine, the, the original creator mm-hmm. of the super soldier serum, and Chester Phillips. He's, I guess he's an army major or something. And Chester is saying to er- Dr. Erskine, when you brought a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I let it slide. I thought, what the hell? Maybe he'll be useful to you like a gerbil. I never thought you'd pick him for the super soldier serum. You stick a needle in that kid's arm, and it's going to go right through him. Look at that. He's making me cry. And then Erskine says, I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. And there's some more that goes on here, but that last line is, is a huge line. Now, yeah. right before, the night before the actual operation happens, Erskine sits down with Steve and he's explaining how one of the past people that took the serum stole it from him and it wasn't ready yet and it destroyed him. And he says, there are other effects. The serum was not ready, but more important, the man was not ready. The serum amplifies everything that's inside. So good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen, Steve. Pick a strong man who has known power all of his life. He'll lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. And then Steve says jokingly, like, thanks, I think, you know. Yeah. But he says, whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing, that you will stay who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Boom. Steve Rogers. There's only one Steve Rogers. And throughout this entire episode, we're seeing the results of this. But it looks like for our boy John, our, our non-boy now, John Walker that this aggression is just going to keep going up and up and up. And this quote that I brought up, it just looks like every single thing that we said we had a problem with the past four episodes is being amplified. Right. So to end this scene, uh, Sam shifts the conversation back to Danya's death. And he reasons that, you know, she seemed to be this matriarchal figure in the community. So maybe they're having, you know, a death ceremony for her, like a funeral, Mm -hmm. like, me and my neighborhood had for my aunt TT, you know, and Bucky right, makes fun right. of him and calling her TT. Uh, <laughs> this is where Zemo whips out the Turkish delights and says they're irresistible. And then <laughs> we're off. Um, so the next scene we have is a group of the flag smashers are listening to this radio report covering the GRC supply depot bombing. Uh, and the report says among the people killed was a father who was only on his second week on the job. Uh, GRC officially condemned this action from the, quote, radical group. And the GRC is now drafting legislation for the Patch Act, which would seek to restore traditional border regulations and fast track the return to normalcy. So that is the opposite yep. of what the flag smashers want. But the next sentence from the report is essentially just saying because of this high notoriety act of violence, it has led to increased global popularity for this Flag Smashers group. Essentially, more people are joining the cause. So it's kind of like a trade-off. It also seems like the government is taking action to kind of quell this with legislation saying, okay, we got to get this Patch Act in pronto so that these people don't keep growing in numbers. 
Right. I have a bad feeling that the end scene is going to give the Flag Smashers a lot of publicity for them and, and supporters. It's going to make people sympathetic to their cause because, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's certainly not going to make anyone sympathetic to Captain America, that's for sure. Exactly. So that's all that was, just a little bit of how the world is responding to what Carly just did at the supply depot. The next scene we have is Zemo, Sam, and Bucky arriving at the home that Danya was running. And they're just trying to get information on who this Danya person is because they know she's connected to Carly somehow. So Sam heads into the home to investigate. And right when he starts name dropping Danya Madani, everyone starts avoiding him saying, no, I can't help you, can't help you. Uh, He sees flag smasher symbols on some of just the crates that are lying around. So this is a flag. Yeah. Yeah. Sympathetic to the flag smasher cause and Bucky's out in the courtyard. He's having no luck. So Sam and Mm -hmm. Bucky are both meeting dead ends. Here we have Zemo singing Baba black sheep. (laughs) Just empties his bag of Turkish delights in front of a group of kids. It's always the kids, man. This reminded me of game of Thrones. How, uh, with Varys and then Kyburn. Kyburn. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Zemo whips out the Turkish delights and tells the kids, you know, my old friend Danya just passed away. I would like to pay my last respects. Do you know where the funeral is going to be? And he gets this girl to kind of whisper it to him. And then he says, do not tell those bad men over there. (laughs) Like, they're no good. And it's just Sam and Bucky minding their own business. Yeah. So, yeah, Zemo gets the inside scoop on the funeral, which assumedly Carly is going to be at. And that will take us back to Zemo's crib where Sam and Bucky lament essentially on gathering no information about Danya. Yeah. And this is again, Zemo playing chess, man. Well, first of all, he says to the little girl that, you know, he says, my, my son loved these Turkish delights. And that's a nice callback to the original movie that he was in, because that's like literally his reasoning for everything that he does. Um, but yeah, he's playing chess. They're playing checkers. He has <laughs> he has the one up on them. They're both saying no luck, no luck. And he's like, well, yeah. I might have something. <laughs> A little bit of luck, yeah. yeah. So before Zemo reveals what information he got to them, Sam is telling Bucky, you know, the reason we're not getting information is because Carly's the one that is fighting for these people. Like, they're not going to betray her. Right. Um, and then he also goes as far as to say, and the cause that she's fighting for is not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the quote that we get from Sam is for five years, these people were welcomed into countries that would otherwise be keeping them out with barbed wire. There was housing jobs, etc. You know, people were happy to welcome these refugees in to help them rebuild. It wasn't just a community coming together. It was the whole world. And then boom, it goes right back to the way it used to be. And yeah. when you lay it out like that, like these poor refugees do certainly have a point, but it, always comes back to do the means justify the ends exactly right it's the method as to which you're trying to get things back to the way you want it we saw in the last episode even her partner with the long hair was not expecting her to blow up that building yeah you know i think she's just trying to become this revolutionary that the world is looking at her to be and she she just brashly said you know this is the only language they understand it's like well no, that's not true. You just took it there for no reason. Exactly. Yep. I don't know. It's, you go back and forth. But Sam is obviously sympathetic towards Carly. Do you think this is lining up for her to be like an ally going forward? I honestly think that by the end of the show, Carly herself will be an ally. Not sure how it's going to work, though, because the Flag yeah. Smashers in general just can't all just say, hey, there's 15 super soldiers and we're on your side. 
I don't know if there's going to be like some kind of big fight or a mass execution of these super soldiers by maybe the power broker or Zemo or something. And Carly may have been one of the only survivors. And then she's going to be talked into joining them because besides blowing up the building, I see her redeemable qualities as someone that could stick around as now a superhero, quote unquote, because yeah. she's, you know. So do we assume that the people that are taking the Super Serum 2.0 are, are given the same amount of physical abilities as Steve Rogers was as Cap? Like, do we think they're on equal playing fields? I I think. I mean, yeah, I guess, because yeah. it's weird how you think about it, because when we fast forward a little bit and you see U.S. agent Johnny Walker f- throwing down with these other super soldiers, certain times... They see him equal, and then all of a sudden he's smashing them against the wall, and they're incapacitated. And they're supposed to be the same serum, so I don't know. Right. If, you know, obviously he's a way better fighter, and that's what's going to give him the the upper hand. So I, I have no idea. It seems like the way that um, the scientists explained it was that it's the same serum, just safer right. and more efficient. So I would say it's probably the same Captain America, Steve Rogers serum. Yeah. And I almost want to explain why John was able to like easily overwhelm other super soldiers. And I think that's because they made a point of saying, even when he was strictly a human, he was measuring off the charts for everything. So he was pretty much on the cusp of being superhuman just as a regular human. So given that super soldier serum, that makes him like a top tier super soldier compared to other super soldiers. That's just kind of how I was rationalizing how these super soldiers are being tiered against each other. Yeah. Now, even if you go back to the comics specifically in the comics, we already talked about the fact that he served during uh, peacetime and he wasn't a hero, but he still was a military man and he still knew how to fight. Right. There's a specific scene where Captain America and U.S. agent actually have to fight and it kind of is a stalemate. But technically, Captain America knows that he won because he was more technically sound as a fighter. Like he he kind of won the fight, but he didn't incapacitate U.S. agent. They are basically both yeah. staring each other down. U.S. agent was like, I'm still here, bro. You know, so just to just to like uh, reverse that scenario, U.S. <laughs> agent being that good of a fighter like you said, MIT is, is experimenting on him because he's so pristine and in, in his, yeah. in his physicality and everything about him, his reflexes, he's got to be this super, super soldier compared to everybody else right now. I mean, for all we know, these flag smashes are just Joe Smo who are now just strong, you yeah. know? I mean, sure. Some of them probably can fight, but most of them might just be guys off the street that are sympathetic to the flag smashers yeah. and Hey, take this super soldier serum. And, they're going to be able to win a lot of fights because they can't get hurt and they have so much power, but against someone who can fight and is also a super soldier, then they'll get taken down pretty easily. And that's super soldiers. It doesn't make them good fighters though. Right. Right. That's to your point where you're saying when it was easy for him to incapacitate them. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm good with that explanation. Uh, So to close out this scene, Bucky asks Zemo, you know, what were you doing with that little girl? Like, what did she whisper in your ear? And he tells them that the funeral is this afternoon, but he chooses to hold on to his leverage of the specifics of it. Yeah. Uh, which is a good call on him because Bucky tries to kind of like muscle him out, says the Wakandans are still about to get you. So you should just keep talking. And yeah, this is where Bucky also loses his temper and like throws the cup. I'm like, yo, dude, who throws yeah. a cup? Come on. <laughs> Obviously, he's going to keep that to himself. Yeah. <laughs> 
So moving on, we get Sam calling Sharon, who is still in Majapur and fills her in on what's been going on. Sam asked Sharon just for satellite coverage, just to kind of watch their back as this meeting with Carly is going down. Um, or when they, you know, go into the funeral, just says, hey, if you have satellites, can you keep an eye on us? And obviously Sharon's a badass. So she, yeah, might have access to some satellites. She obliges, but tells Sam, you know, you have to play this one out. If Carly disappears, we won't be able to find the serum until it's too late. You know, they'll give it to God knows who. Also, the power broker went apeshit when he heard about Dr. Nagel dying. Zemo killed the golden goose. Madripoor's about to get ugly. And I yeah. love that they referred to him as the golden goose. Yep. If it isn't ugly enough, Madripoor, but... Sharon is still so interesting as a character right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we already talked about her motivations. What are they? She seems a lot more gung-ho this episode on procuring the super soldier serum and stopping or, or at least grabbing Carly. And it's also very interesting that she is able to get satellites like that. I mean, she's a badass and I have a little foreshadowing for higher vibe coming. So mm, cool. we'll talk about her a little bit later. Cool. Cool. Yeah. She doesn't get a lot of screen time in this episode, but I appreciate it whenever she's on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So the next scene is going to be Carly and just one of her Flag Smasher affiliates at the grave of a Lucas Kovacic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they move over some stones and they find that that's where they've been keeping the pouch filled with the super serum vials. And Carly just kind of, obviously she trusts this guy that she's with and she just kind of like asks him, am I doing the wrong thing by making more super soldiers? The guy's like, you know, my grandfather fought Nazis and he used to tell me if you're doing something that scares you, it's probably cause it's right. Right. So, you know, that's all I got to say on it. Um, and then the guy continues by saying he used to be a fan of captain America and didn't think he'd meet another until he met Carly. They both agree that the shield is a monument to a begone era. And Carly even suggests that maybe the shield should be destroyed. So we're just laying on the captain America hate from this group of people. You know, he right. captain America just stands for exactly the opposite of what they stand for. Yeah. I mean, it is very interesting that he's actually saying that she should be captain America. She said, he says, I see captain America in you. And it's also, a nice scene for her where she's saying, are we doing the right thing here? I just wish she didn't blow up a damn building and kill three people. Um, we'll see if she has any kind of regrets or something like if that didn't happen, I would say fully 100% easily redeemable. And this is still like, I'm not saying she's not redeemable because Sam uh, seemed like he was ready to forgive her already. I gotta say though, if she does one more of these like bombings or something, then it becomes irredeemable. Oh, if she yeah. doubles down on that action after having the interaction that she's about to have with Sam, like there's no coming back from that. No. Even no. if she does still have these redeemable qualities, like in the eyes of the government or the powers that be, no, she can't be redeemed. Yeah, I mean, in the eyes of any hero, yeah. she just she built up a building, killed three people, injured eleven, knowing that fourteen could have been killed. So that's pretty much the end of that scene. You know, Carly hates Captain America. What else is new? And then next scene, we get our first sighting of the new Captain America in this episode. Johnny and Lamar arrive in Latvia and immediately just start calling out the squad. They say, you know, 
two Avengers can't just be walking around the streets of Latvia and not drawing attention. That's how we found you. Uh, and Johnny just immediately says, Carly Morgenthau is too dangerous for you guys to be pulling this shit. No more being left in the dark. Gets right into Bucky's face. And that's where Sam has to break it up. Says, you know, take it easy, Johnny, before it gets weird. Let's not make it weird. Yeah. And this is, I love whenever Zemo chimes in when the adults are talking. He's just like, <laughs> I know where Carly is. And he just walks away. Johnny's yeah. so heated. Um, and this is where Johnny Johnny wants to like take her by surprise and do this like a special ops mission or something. But Sam is insisting on, nah, I'm talking to her alone first and going to try to reason with her. And Johnny hates this plan. And oh, yeah. honestly, I do not blame him for hating this plan because of where his head's at. He says, uh, one, we're past reasoning, which is kind of what me and you were just talking about. She blew up the depot like we're past the time of reasoning. And two, right. he's like, Sam is in danger if he goes in cold. He's looking at Bucky saying, are you going to let your partner do, do this by himself? Like she's a super soldier. He's in danger if he's not wearing a suit. Yeah, I have to agree with him on both counts. Yeah, I don't disagree with them either, to be honest. Just like, you know, back to the point about blowing up the building, we also know that she is threatening to do it again if it's necessary, if they don't do what she says. So I I think Johnny Walker is definitely in the right here, but his delivery isn't always the best. (laughs) It's never the best. It is never the best. He always comes in guns a-blazing and nobody respects him worth a damn. I wish he was just a cool guy. Like, hey, guys, like, can I help? It's 22 Jump Street character, just as Johnny Walker, man. Was he in 22? Yeah. Oh, uh, he was the quarterback, wasn't he? He was like, He was Channing Tatum's boy. Great movie. Both of those are so good. Hell yeah. (sighs) Moving on, though, we have our boy Lamar. Boy, I want to talk about someone (laughs) I sympathize with. I love our boy Lamar. I thought I hated him because it's called Battlestar. Whatever. We can can let it go. Lamar, of all people, vouches for the squad saying, hey, if there's a chance they can talk her down diplomatically, like it's worth a try. Let's let's just let them do it. Uh, And Zemo chimes in. I'm sure this will all come to it agreeable conclusion my associate is just up ahead and it's just this fucking 10 year old girl yeah johnny walker's just like what the hell is going on right now yeah what Um, the hell is this so the little girl leads them to you know this massive building warehouse thing where the funeral is going to be uh johnny handcuffs zemo to just a machine or something and gives sam 10 minutes to go ahead and you know try and work things out diplomatically then he says, after 10 minutes, we do it my way. So right. off Sam goes. And we have this nice shot of the funeral where Carly is giving a speech over just the body of Mamia, excuse me, Mama Danya, Danya mm-hmm. Madani. Uh, when she makes eye contact with Sam, kind of like sees him in the background, knows that Sam's there mid-speech. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a little bit of the speech because I always like seeing where Carly's head is at. She talks about yeah. how Mama Danya saved her by taking her in and caring for her. Uh, it seems like this Danya character was just someone who who took in refugees, regardless of background, and was just like a mom to them, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but the quote here is, she taught me that we have to do for each other because they won't, and we know who they are. They imposed struggle and hardship on us and labeled us as criminals for pushing back, but the struggle is what brings us all together. People who have nothing in common. We are, after all, simply one world and one people. So live accordingly. She's a good leader, this Carly. She, she, is. she knows how to bring the people together. And like Sam says, you know, it's it's hard not to agree with her cause. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely a good leader. And 
to our point the last few episodes i really didn't expect her to be the leader of the flag smashers mm. but she she's a good leader you know she's taking care of the job so i honestly thought that there was going to be an overarching leader above her and at this point i don't believe there is at all it doesn't seem that way now they're yeah. they're painting this like she's the guy yeah um but we have a nice a real quick cut scene to johnny you know, the rest of the squad besides Sam is just waiting around and Johnny's just starting to lose patience. You know, he's like stroking his hair, yep. tapping his foot. Uh, then we go back to Sam who, you know, the the funeral just kind of goes out the door and Carly sticks around. Sam approaches her and they start to have this talk. And it, it was a pretty constructive talk, I would say. Um, Sam right off the bat says, you know, it it doesn't have to be a war. And Carly says that they started a war the second they kicked us out of our homes and into the streets. People all around the world need me, millions of them. Uh, Sam says, you know, I can't speak for millions, but I understand your frustration and helplessness. Carly responds. So you want me to stop because I'm hurting people. What if I'm making the world a better place? Sam says, it's not better if you're killing people. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Then we go back to Johnny. And the rest of the squad just waiting around. And this is where he just blows up. He says, nope, nope, nope. This is a bad idea. Don't patronize me, Bucky. Like, I'm going in and helping your partner. And then they have this really heated exchange where he says, ooh, that's really easy for you, isn't it? All that serum running through your veins. Yep. This guy wants the serum so bad. He does. I mean, he, I guess he's sick of getting his ass kicked and he'll get his ass kicked a lot more coming up before he does decide to take it. But this conversation with Carly and Sam totally mirrors any speech that Carly could have with Steve Rogers. I mean, he was definitely making ground. And I, I think the audience should think that she was going to be able to have a nice conversation with him and make some kind of, whether it's a compromise or some kind of solution before... Johnny Walker comes in guns blazing on her. Boy, does he. So, so we do have another back and forth between Sam and Carly. Um, and this is where we have Carly slips for a second and has that one quote where it just sounds really bad. Uh, but Sam says, I was talking to a guy who knows more about super soldiers than anyone in the world, obviously referencing Zemo. And mm -hmm. he says, you're a supremacist. Carly responds with everything I do is to end supremacy. Like that's ridiculous. Sam tells her, so let me ask you, you have more serum, right? Are you going to increase your army? You're killing innocent people. And Carly says, yeah. they're not innocent. They're roadblocks in my journey. And I'd kill them again if I had to. That's where yeah. we have Sam just break like, wow, that's yep. where we're at, Carly. And then you can tell, though, that after she says it out loud, she's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it seemed like that was part of his like argument to her, allowing her to hear yeah. it come out of her own mouth. And that's the thing. That's a weird thing. Like when we say she's just a kid, I mean, for all we know, she could be 18 and she's, you know, 18, 20, whatever it is, making these decisions that are affecting the entire world when she's a leader of a group and they all trust her. Like you said, she's so good at these speeches that get people to to flock to her and, and follow her, you know, and, and then she's saying things and going, oh, wait, shit, that doesn't sound. Oh, man, <laughs> she doesn't you know? have it all worked out. Yeah, either, you know, she she doesn't have an end game in her head. I think she's just playing it one step at a time. And she she's yeah. finding that. Yeah. In hindsight, damn, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, maybe when I say it like that, I do sound like a supremacist. So she's coming to the, these realizations, too, which is good. You know, that's mm -hmm. if she is redeemable, she has it has to click with her that what she's doing is wrong. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we were 
getting to that point, uh, the next thing that they say is Carly kind of turns it back on him saying, you know, the people that I'm fighting are trying to take your home, Sam. Why are you here instead of stopping them? And Sam says, my sister's waiting for that exact same answer. I'm not your enemy. I agree with your fight. I just can't get with the way that you're fighting. And Jim, I think it was you that brought up last episode that there was going to be a connection between Carly and Sarah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I gave myself a little pat when I heard that. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, okay, that's a, that's a nice little thing. Because, again, we were wondering how Sarah's uh, storyline was going to intertwine with this whole overarching uh, storyline with Sam and Bucky and the Flag Smashers. And this was a nice little line just to get uh, some common ground between Sam and Carly. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that is the end of our Carly Sam conversation yeah. because we have Johnny walking in. Every time he enters a room, it reminds me of that like SpongeBob meme of the dude just throwing open the door to the Krusty Krab. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, turn yeah. on those fryers. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking Johnny Walker just bursting through the door. Carly Morgenthau, you're under arrest. And he says it like that, not even serious, just taking it so nonchalant. And he's already gotten his ass whooped by these super soldiers. What does he think she's going to do? Oh my God, you got me. I'm going to, you know, like arrest me. Like every uh. single time he confronts enemies, he goes in with this bravado that is completely unearned because every single time he fights, he gets his ass kicked. (laughs) I don't know why he hasn't learned that yet. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that Marvel is doing on purpose to give us his trajectory into taking the serum once it's available to him. I mean, he gets his ass whooped and embarrassed this entire series, especially this episode when we get to the Wakandan situation. Uh, I mean, my gosh, the freaking Captain America losing over and over and over and over again. You know, he it it throws him into taking this this serum. And you could see, like you were saying, when he's talking to Bucky and he's like, oh, you got that serum. I want some of that. You know, yeah, (laughs) I crave it. Yeah. Well, he needs it, honestly. It's yeah, it's does. an empty shield without the super serum. Um, so, like we were saying, he obviously gets just murked by Carly, throws one punch, he goes flying, and then Carly gets away. Bucky and Sam give chase. Uh, we get a quick flash to where Zemo was supposed to be handcuffed, and it's just empty handcuffs, so Zemo got out. Um, and then we flash to Zemo, who is now intercepting Carly and gets a couple shots at her, hits her right in the chest. Yep. And as Carly is diving for cover... What spills out but a couple blue vials? Wonder what's in those. Zemo knows, and he's like, Whoa, is that what I think it is? He's like, Holy shit, let's go. Yeah, he doesn't need to think twice, just starts stomping, stomping, stomping. I thought when he picked it up, he was gonna jab it into his thigh. That's funny. I was sitting there when he picks it up, I'm like. I was thinking his neck, like I was just waiting for him to just go like right into the neck or something. It's crazy. Whenever I see the super soldier serum in these vials, I think of compound V from, from the boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely. Obviously similar things. Um, but yeah, he starts smashing them and then um, Johnny Walker interrupts and Zemo, what is Zemo just uses his chance? Well, Carly uses that chance to get away. And Correct. then Zemo, yeah. Zemo stomps on all of them. And then while he's stomping on them, he just gets a shield to the neck. He's unconscious. Yes. And yes. then we have Johnny Walker move in and there's one vial left. He puts it in his pocket. And that's when Sam, Bucky and Lamar all move in and say, well, what did we miss? So 
that was a pretty massive scene. Uh, the super serum is all destroyed except for one mm. that is about to be in our boy Johnny Walker. So yeah, got another super soldier and we aren't going to get many more. That's what I was talking about with last episode with this being episode four, two episodes left and there's not that many super soldier serums left. I can't, I really don't know if, if they really will kill him in these two episodes before the series end. I think he'll last him Johnny meaning Walker. Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah. As a 100%. super soldier. Yeah. 100% he's going to be around. Yeah. See, I'm interested with what they want to do with this character because will he be a straight black and white villain? Will he kind of be one of those gray area guys? Like I'm yeah, hoping I, Zemo I, is or a Loki type. Like he could just be a super soldier that, me and you are both guessing that he's going to be stripped of the mantle of Captain America, which yep. if he doesn't get in prison, that would just leave him as kind of a rogue agent. Yeah. Like I was saying in the comics, he loves the United States. He doesn't necessarily love Steve Rogers or any of the Avengers. So when he's not Captain America, he's still trying to do what's right for the country, but he's being Johnny Walker that we're seeing right now. Yeah. So like you're saying, gray, enough but the only thing that i could think of to make him a villain that actually makes sense for a movie or something is if he could be a bad like homelander almost like he's a, he's captain america the f- world sees him as captain america and they're behind him and they agree with him but after this this episode ends we know that that's going to explode the other way right so that's not an option so it just seems like he's going to have to go rogue and stay gray or or not make it out of the series who knows but I think that he he will he'll make it. I feel like him having the super soldier serum just now going into two more episodes. There's mm-hmm. there's some more life left in him. I really like the character. I mean, we're supposed to think he's a prick, but I, I like the character and the actor is doing a really good job. I also I saw agree. that he was the number one searched actor on IMDb. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like for the past month or so, he's been the number one searched. So that scene's done. You know, Super Serum's been stomped. Johnny Walker's about to get his power up. The next scene that we have is Carly and her Flag Smasher affiliate on the balcony of this giant-ass home. Uh, and this guy confirms that the serum has been destroyed. Uh, Carly is frustrated that she just waited too long to give this serum to other Flag Smashers to grow her army. And then we have our boy long hair guy comes up um, and <laughs> just reminds her, hey, you know, it's this is starting to come to a head. We're going to have to deal with these people that are after us, Sam Wilson included. Like, we're going to have to take actions against them. Carly's like, yeah, I know. Uh, that is when we receive another text from the power broker. Yep. You play revolutionary on borrowed time, little girl. I want the serum back or I will find you and I will end you. Yeah, so this completely contradicts her beliefs from the last episode. She thought that the power broker was going to be coming back crawling, begging because the scientist was killed and she was the only she was the only one who had the serum left. Now he's just saying, you know what? I am the boss here. The power broker is watching. I will kill you, you know? So they have something to deal with, some issues. (laughs) She also lost all her leverage because the serum doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) So she could have been like, hey, power broker, like, here's the rest of the serum. Sorry about it, but can't even do that now. And I also think it's important to say that when we were talking about Sam and Carly speaking and johnny walker jumping in and interfering with their conversation she says oh you're with him 
You know, so her biggest issue is Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, she was able to have this conversation conversation with Sam. And I feel like she would talk to Bucky as well, because we do get a scene where both of them are in the room. But the fact that she thinks he's working with U.S. agent slash Johnny Walker slash Captain America, you know, that is the problem with her now. You know, now she sees Sam yeah. as an enemy. Yeah, which is. Actually, it's a really good phone call between Sarah and Carly when we get there. Um, but exactly like you said, the last thing Carly ends the scene with is I'll deal with the power broker when the time comes. And I know how to deal with Sam without getting in a direct fight. We have to separate them and then kill Captain America. So that's where her priority is. You know, mm-hmm. Captain America, we got to eliminate him. Yep. Moving on. Next scene we have is back at Zemo's house in Latvia. Zemo asks Sam straight up, have you ever been offered the serum? And hypothetically, if you were offered it, would you have taken it? And Sam, without hesitation, says no to both. And Zemo's actually a little bit impressed in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. He got some brownie points with Zemo for that. Mm hmm. But then Zemo continues by saying, you know, Sam, you can't hold out hope for Carly. Whatever you saw, she's gone and we can't allow her acolytes to become yet another faction of gods amongst real people. Super soldiers cannot be allowed to exist. This is where we get that Sam retort saying, isn't that how gods talk? And if that's how you feel, what about Bucky? Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Enter Bucky into the room. He just says (laughs) straight up, something's not right about Walker. I know crazy when I see it (laughs) because I am crazy. And it's hilarious. It's like, Dude, just now you're saying something's (laughs) not right about Walker. But we talked about this before. We know Zemo will set his sights on Bucky when the time's right. You know, anybody who has the serum is an enemy to Zemo. So this is the second open-ended comment that we've gotten. Sam says that our gods talk, and if that's how we feel, or if that's how you feel, what about Bucky? And then he doesn't get the chance to respond with what about Bucky? And in episode two, when they first broke him out, he said, I have no intention of leaving my winter soldier program unfinished. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's setting the seeds. He's telling them straight up like, no, I'm planning on killing Bucky. Just not exactly. Exactly. Yep. I mean, Bucky's telling IO that, Zemo is a means to the end and Zemo mm-hmm. would be telling anyone asking him that Bucky and Sam are a means to the end, to his end. A hundred percent. Zemo's dangerous. Cause he's just he smarter is. than anyone else. I think we've dealt with before. I freaking love Zemo, man. So after Bucky enters and says, something's not right about Walker, who else shows up, but Johnny Walker. And he says, all right, that's it. Let's go. I'm now ordering you to turn Zemo over to me. And Sam kind of gets up to it. Sam doesn't get up in his face. Sam says something, and then Walker gets up in Sam's face. Sam says, shield or no shield, the only thing you running in here is your mouth. Oh, burn. I had Carly, and you messed that up. Zemo has actually proved himself useful today, and we're going to need all hands on deck for what's about to come. And Johnny, Johnny's just pissed right now. He says, how do you want the rest of this conversation to go, Sam? Want me to put down the shield? Make it fair? Sam would have kicked his ass. Yeah, that's that's. Sam's not wearing his his uniform. Mm, Yeah, you're right. So Johnny Walker versus Sam straight up. But again, that's just Johnny Walker being the dick that we know him to be. You know, I mean, okay, Johnny, you can have that conversation with Sam. Oh, you want me to put the shield down? Then Bucky walks up to you and says, all right, you want me to take one of my arms off? I'll kick your ass still, bro. Like, you know. Also, Johnny just got pissed because Sam 
told him facts about what happened. He was just like, you fucked up and Zemo's been giving us stuff like he's not going anywhere. Know your lane, dude. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing worse like than someone who's blind to all anything that they're wrong about. You know, he's arrogant and he's hostile and he's just blind to any anything that's not his point of view. Toxic masculinity, man. (sighs) Freaking Johnny. Unbelievable. Uh, But so Johnny asks, you know, want me to make it fair? And he is greeted by a spear flying right past his face. And the Wakandans are here. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love them. Enter Ayo and the Dora Milaji. Um, And she looks right at Bucky and then Wakandan says, even if he is a means to your end, time's up. And Johnny tries to walk up and pull the cap stick like, hey, I'm Captain America, see the A. And this motherfucker tries to give her a pat on the back. But before that, this is where we have Sam genuinely say, hey, man, I would take it easy. Like, yeah, you would have better luck scrapping with Bucky than scrapping with these guys. Exactly. I do love the respect put on the Wakandan's name. They deserve it, man. Yeah. Uh, they really do. So Johnny Walker says, you know, the Dora Milaji do not have jurisdiction here. And Io corrects him and says, oh, the Dora Milaji have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaji find themselves to be. And that's where we get him trying to pat her on the back. And that was a mistake. A scrap ensues. You know, Lamar and Johnny Walker are no match for these guys. It's they get their asses handed to them. It's hilarious, too, when Sam at first is kind of like, Oh, all right, Johnny, come on, come on. Trying to yeah. be like, you know, laughing at him and stuff. And then I think it, what is it? Bucky that says, all right, maybe we should kind of get in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this, the scene where Bucky and Io fight, I mean, yeah. obviously it's not a, a, a real fight. It's just kind of like, he's trying to, to, uh, not you're fighting yeah. to stop the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she, totally does something that he was not expecting and she <laughs> takes his arm off man she takes his arm off she, that was just a mic drop moment he yeah. like looks up and it's like i didn't know you could do that <laughs> and this like is i take this as a huge huge deal for bucky's overarching theme of the entire show for him because going all the way back to the scene that he had with the therapist him talking to sam and the therapist and he tells sam you know, if Steve is wrong about you, that means he's wrong about me. And we know that this entire season is about him trying to come to terms with the Winter Soldier and the fact that there is good inside of him and he can make amends and he could become Bucky again. And the fact that these Wakandans who he thought, you know, they called him the White Wolf. They helped him get back to normal. They they respected him. Like we saw the sign of respect that Ayo showed him. The fact that they didn't, allow him to have this arm without a fail safe shows to him. I think at least that they don't fully believe he's a hundred percent back to normal. It's a just in case winter soldier comes back. Now there's two sides to this story. Obviously if you're a Wakanda, you would do that because yeah. hell yeah, the winter Soldier's dangerous as hell and it's your technology and you have every right to make a fail safe. But at the same time, I can't imagine you know, with Bucky, we already know where his headspace is at, and he trusts Io, and she takes his arm off, and he's like, "Oh shit, another person who doesn't trust me." With I don't trust myself with this whole Winter Soldier yeah. thing, you know. So that that was a, a low key big scene for me. So you think Io and the Wakandan people are kind of up there with 
Steve Rogers is the only people that have believed in him. And you think this is probably fracturing that belief, at least from what Bucky in his mind. Yeah. yeah, in his mind. Oh, like, I can see that. The beginning of the episode, we see the, the flashbacks to six years ago when he finally breaks the, the Winter Soldier situation. And we see the relief on his face and we see Ayo's happy for him. And she's the one walking him through this. Back when we get the scenes where he's the white wolf and he's talking to T'Challa himself, you could see there's respect there too. And you can see that all this time that he's been in Wakanda, you know, he's, he's built that respect and they have a relationship. You know, they all have these Wakandans have a relationship. They wouldn't call him the white wolf. If he was just some guy that, that somebody said, Hey, can you please watch over him and fix him while I'm out busy saving the world? They built some relationship with him and he came to trust them as well. And the fact that they trusted him was a big deal, just like when Steve trusted him. So this fail safe thing, and, and it's again, it's in his own head because yeah. why would you not have that if you're Wakanda? You know, yeah. that doesn't mean anything about they don't trust him. Maybe it does a little bit, but he, I think he's going to take it way more psychologically. Yeah, I can see it. He's in a he's in a pretty vulnerable place. They highlighted that, especially in the first two episodes in the therapy and stuff like that. So I could totally see that. Um, regardless, though, it looks badass when he just <laughs> yeah. jabs the arm back in and swings it around. Yep, um, yep. And we forgot to mention that during the scrap, while the fighting is going on, Zemo pulls an El Chapo and yeah. escapes <laughs> through the toilet, uh, yep. which Sam comments on later. But once Io finds out that Zemo's no longer there, she gets the Dora Milaje um, out of there. They leave Johnny Walker's shield, which he gets completely emasculated. Like one of the Dora Milaje take the shield away from him and like has it in her hand. And she's just yeah. like, yo, you can leave the shield with them. And she just yeah. like throws it back down to him. Um, this is where we have Lamar helps Johnny up. And he just says to himself, they, they weren't even super soldiers. And they just like handed it to me. Like, yep. <sighs> he's just getting yeah. L's over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And, and he's asking, for the super soldier serum and he has it now. So mm. it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to take it. Yeah. So Sam hits him with a stink guy as he walks away. And that takes us to our next scene. It is Johnny and Lamar just hanging out in this cafe. And Lamar just says straight up, you know, the serum and his source are gone. I know it didn't work out. Okay. So actually I wanted to highlight this. So Lamar yeah. says the serum and its source are gone. I know it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but it's not all bad. That leads me to believe that it was their plan all along to acquire the serum for Johnny. Cause he said, I know it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. That makes sense to me. And I have a nice little theory coming up with our boy Lamar. But yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you that, yeah. that they have some kind of plan, even going back to the comics, totally different way of, of procuring the serum. They actually go to the power broker, but both of them do want the serum and they uh, go after it and they get it from the power broker. So, I love hearing the comics side by side with the MCU. It's sometimes you can really get an appreciation for the subtle differences that they take for the movies. You know, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to it's definitely really interesting to know both of them. I like talking to Zach, the comic guy, because to see what they pick and choose is definitely interesting. Like what they decide to take from the comics and what they decide to leave out when they're uh, bringing it to the big screen. What has Zach, the comic book guy thought about the show so far? He actually texted me on 
Friday and he said episode four was his favorite so far. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I feel like yep. that's gotta be most of the community was loving yeah. episode four. Yeah, it's it's been it's been great. This has been a great yeah. season so far. So a couple fans walk up to their table at the cafe and ask Johnny to sign a Captain America photo. Um, Lamar's like, when's that going to get old or whatever? And then the conversation shifts. Johnny asks Lamar, you know, would you take the serum? And Lamar goes, hell yeah, I would take the serum. (laughs) Um, Power just makes a person more themselves, right? Carly Morgenthau, Steve Rogers. You already have three medals of honor and consistently make the right call in the heat of battle. And (laughs) Johnny right here is doubting himself. He's like, you're, you're not worried about what it might do to you. Like, from a personal standpoint. Um, And this is where Johnny remarks, like, you know, we did horrible things in Afghanistan to get those medals of honor. Like, I I don't know if that really computes to taking the super serum and everything being okay. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, Lamar ends the conversation with just think about how many lives we could have saved that day. If you had the serum, you know, horrible things aside, Um, you know, and that's, I kind of appreciated them highlighting john's moral struggle i i think they're doing a good job of make you know highlighting how he's supposed to be a villain you know how he's on the on the path to darkness but i kind of like to think of him more as a complex character than that i i don't think he's such a straight villain i agree you know any they're doing a good job you say in the comics u.s agent loves america they're doing a good job of making him like genuinely want to be a good captain america you know what i mean like in his head that is his goal to be a successful captain america exactly and if they didn't want him to be this complex character like you're saying they wouldn't have had the episode one scenes where he's in the locker room actually nervous saying i just want to be a good captain america and lamar has to talk him up saying listen man you're gonna do great this and that like he wants to be a good captain america he just has some of these traits that are pushing and pushing and pushing them. And, you know, you take enough of those L's and you have some kind of ego that's getting bashed in. It's the grayness. It's it's the grayness. He's not a straight villain. He is, yeah. but he's easy to hate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he is. Um, so that will take us to our next scene. And it is Sarah picking up the phone and who is on the other side of the line, but Carly and, Carly introduces herself, says, I'm Carly Morgenthau, and Sarah recognizes the name from the news. Um, and she asks, why are you calling me Carly, Carly Morgenthau? And she says, I need to figure out whether or not I need to kill your brother. Hmm. Um, you know, I thought we had some things in common. Turns out he's working for your new Captain America. And Sarah immediately says, I didn't choose him. My world doesn't matter to America. So why should I care about its mascot? If you believe one thing, believe this. My brother is not working for that man mm-hmm. and i love there that sarah can't even confirm that but she knows that <laughs> sam is not working for that captain america um and, and she was there you know she was there when he was unleashed to the mm, mainstream yeah, yeah, yeah. media and she whether it was on screen or not she saw sam's response to I there did, being another yeah i there did being forget another that captain. she yeah. was there to see the news conference um so anyway, to end this this phone call, Carly gives Sarah coordinates to relate to Sam so that they can meet once again in private, and Carly threatens Sarah and the kids. So that will take us back to Sam and Bucky in Latvia, and Sam is just on the phone with Sarah. Sarah's filling him in on what Carly just told him. Sam fills Bucky in on what Sarah just told him, and Bucky's just like, hey, 
I don't know, you want to meet her, go ahead, but there's no way you're going in alone. Like I'm coming with you, Mm -hmm. Uh, even if she does want to meet in private. So that takes us right to this meeting with Carly. Sam and Bucky roll up to this courtyard area to meet with Carly. And Carly immediately says, you know, Sam, I I would never actually hurt Sarah or your kids. Like, and I don't want to hurt you. You're just a cog in the regimes that I'm trying to destroy. And I admire that you aren't hiding behind a shield like Captain America is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were going to kill you, it would be meaningless. You know, I I want to ask you to join me or do the world a favor and just let me go. She's trying to have that conversation. You know, she still has the issue that Captain America walked in on their last conversation. But it yeah. seems like they're kind of continuing the conversation that they had before. Now, it's interrupted. Yeah. And you can hit the scene here. I was a little confused, but we could talk about it first. Okay, so in Madripoor, we get a cut to Sharon, who was watching via satellite, and she sees John Walker is starting to approach the location that they're meeting at, and she relays, relays that information to Sam, who says, Bucky, John Walker's here. Bucky tries to jump down. This was a really cool CGI where Carly just, like, dive bombs at him, like, smashes yeah. him. In. Super soldiers are cool as shit. That's Hell all I yeah. can say. <laughs> um, and then all three of them kind of just go off in different directions. Sam flies away. Bucky tries to look for John Walker. And I guess Carly just tries to save herself. Yeah. Um, so that will take us to John and Lamar entering the building. Both yes. of them have guns. So quickly, exactly. We'll get to that in a second. But my confusion, and I want to see if you shared it or you could just clear it up for me. Mm -hmm. So Sharon says, okay, John Walker is going to be in the vicinity of the Flag Smashers. So was Carly trying to set a trap for Johnny with other Flag Smashers? Because why would Sam care enough to fin- to not finish that conversation just to go? Is he trying to save Johnny Walker? So are you also kind of referencing, I think Sharon says something like, looks, Johnny Walker's moving on your location, looks like he found them, dot, 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 or they found him. Right, right. She says so something I, like that. So I think it's Sharon understood the possibility that they were trying to set a trap for John Walker or vice versa. So So Sam leaves to save John Walker? See, now that's that's, where I get a little bit unclear, too. I'm not sure why they were so thrown off by the fact that John was moving in, other than that if John were to interrupt that meeting specifically, like, the bond with Carly would have been completely... Right, right. Because it's another location, right? It's not that they're... Because she did say honing in on your location, but it's not... Like, they had to go to another location. uh, Carly Mm -hmm. and Sam and Bucky were isolated, Right. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I was just a little confused because it just seemed like like I know that Sam told Sharon to watch uh, Johnny to make sure he didn't do anything rash. I guess that's kind of the situation where he's like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going to go save his ass, maybe. But again, you're having this important conversation with Carl that you knew you needed to have. It just seemed like he was like, oh, shit, and just rolled like, you know. I'm not sure the extent to which Bucky and Sam would mind if Johnny died. Exactly. That's but what I'm I saying. Feel, it was I, feel weird like, that... I feel like even those two, though, understand that there would be huge repercussions if anything happened to Captain America. You yeah, know what like I mean? You, you can't have, like, you know that if the Flag Smashers caught Johnny or killed Johnny, they would make a media circus of it. You know, they would yeah. make it 
symbol of destroying the Captain America icon, shield, slash costume, whatever. So, so they're probably I, saving that. <laughs> I took it as whatever John Walker was up to, they understood it couldn't be positive. It could do right. nothing but hurt what they were trying to do with Carly, and they just dropped it to intervene so that he couldn't make yeah. things worse. Okay, that's fine. I just I kind of figured that too. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. It wasn't <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. I think that little part was a little bit ambig ambiguous, yeah. but is that a word? Ambiguous? ambiguous 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 yeah whatever you're Making going, ambi- you're going with ambiguity yeah okay, thank you, you thank you yeah we got it we got yeah, it we're good we're good uh okay regardless yeah this is where we have a nice little action scene so john and lamar enter the building both of them have guns and lamar just gets separated and captured by the flag smashers so we have yeah. johnny continuing to move through this building by himself looking for Lamar and he encounters a flag smasher who seems to be a super soldier. And as they have this first little scrap, he throws a shield and it gets lodged in a pillar and you're just like, Oh shit, that's a little Mm. strong. Yeah. 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 John's a little strong. Um, And he's like being super twitchy too. I don't know if you were catching that. Like he's tweaking. Um, And then, you know, as he progresses through, he sees another super soldier who tries to hit him with a, metal rod and he catches it and just bends it in half and i like how the super soldier was just like oh shit oh (laughs) shit (laughs) yeah this is this is an actual captain america here um boots the guy like sends him flying down a stairwell they're just showing us he he took the fucking serum yep and this is where we get a flash to lamar who has been incapacitated tied with yeah what do you call him? Zip, Zip ties. ties. Yeah. He's yeah. just starting to cut himself out of his bindings. He had a knife in his suit. Um, then we get another flash. Bucky encounters a flag smasher, just fucks him up, says, stay down. Bucky kills yeah. it. And then we have the next scene is Sam, Bucky, and Johnny all kind of find themselves in the same room. And they're taking on waves of flag smashers, like, coming in, trying to fight them. Uh, they're all holding their ground until Johnny gets held from behind. And we see Carly run into the room wielding a knife and make a beeline straight for Johnny who cannot defend himself. And at the last second, we see Lamar come in and just tackle Carly. He responds by getting up and just thumping the shit out of Lamar, sending him flying, (sighs) get a nice neck snap against the pillar and Lamar is out. Yeah, he's out, man. You don't seem convinced. No, I I don't know. I, I, I have a theory and we'll see, but the, definitely one of some of the stuff I want to talk about is you can tell that there's a huge difference in the fighting styles when it comes to Sam and Bucky and now Johnny Walker. They're like to your point when you were saying that he said stay down, they're fighting to incapacitate. Johnny yeah. Walker's fighting to I don't care. I am taking you out. You know, if, if you die, you die pretty much, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't need to get into my theory until we get to higher vibes. So. Mm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So, yeah, there's not too much to go over here. This is kind of what lights the fuse. Um, I like how everybody reacts to that. I I think the entire room realized that that was not a super soldier. Harley was playing a little bit too rough with a regular human, and I think they all realized what kind of happened. Everybody stops fighting and just looks, and kind of a heartfelt moment where Johnny – just runs over, drops what he's doing and checks on Lamar. Like, come on, stay with me, man. And it seems like Lamar is dead, you know, checks a pulse, nothing there. Um, 
all the flag smashers <laughs> start to realize that they fucked up and get yeah. out of there. And this is where we have Johnny be Johnny. And he just he, he goes on a rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Jumps out the window. Does the hero landing too? He I don't does. know if you saw that. Yep. Yeah, he looked yeah. pretty good. Hero or villain, <laughs> you know, I can't tell, but he he stuck the hero landing. No, no broken legs, you know. Mm-hmm. All nah. good. And he, yeah, he just starts booking it, pursuing these these fleeing flag smashers. And the one that he catches up to is the guy that we've seen a couple times. We we didn't catch his name, uh, but just one of Carly's close associates within the yep. flag smashers, who is a super soldier. Uh, but Johnny tracks this guy down, you know, gets him on the ground and this guy's giving himself up and it says, Hey, whoa, it was not me that killed your friend. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. And Johnny's going to Johnny. He, he takes him out with the shield, just executes this guy in the middle of a, of a town square, I guess, for lack of a better word. And, you know, we have a crowd of people with their phones out videotaping it. And we Looking have this. Horrified. Yeah, we have this this lasting image of Captain America with a with a bloody shield. And not only was it like an execution, it was wrath. Like literally he's smashing him with the shield over and over and over on his face. Now this is a Marvel MCU show, so we're not seeing it like Game of Thrones style, but he is smashing, I mean, I don't I didn't count, but four or five times over the guy's face. I mean, it's gonna look like uh, the viper's face after the mountain squishes it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if this was uh, an HBO show, we might be seeing that and having that on tape along with the shield being bloodied, not good for our boy, Johnny Walker. This is a direct correlation to civil war. When cap gets on top of Tony Stark and they're, they're, they're fighting the entire Hmm. movie, you know, and cap goes above his head with the shield and he's getting ready to drop it down on on Tony and Tony has no helmet on he thinks it's game over like he's expecting to die and you see and Cap stops it you know right at his chest that's Steve Rogers you know yeah it's not it's Johnny crazy. Walker though not Johnny Walker nope so yeah that's our episode and that is a cliffhanger i'm just really 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 excited to see what the worldwide fallout will be to just a public video of Captain America executing someone. I mean, mostly how is the United States, how are the powers that be going to respond? Are they going to take away the mantle of Captain America immediately? Are they going to disband Captain America entirely? Like what's the play? Yeah. I can't imagine they don't take the mantle off Johnny Walker right away. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? And then after that, it's either don't give it to anybody or double down and try to give it to Sam or Bucky and probably have them still say no as of this point. You know, we still know that there's other things going on that they have to deal with and they're going to deal with them first. But, yeah, I can't imagine that he's Captain America in episode five, meaning Johnny Walker. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, Captain America, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you don't even want to do like, again, like bring them to justice as Captain America, like have a trial as Captain America. Like you take the mantle off him. He's Johnny Walker. You know, we screwed up. We gave it to the wrong guy, I guess. You know? I also wonder how people are going to take it once they find out that he kind of gave himself the super soldier serum. I wonder, too, if it's going to be something for Sam and Bucky that they were in the crowd and i wonder if they're going to be caught 
on camera as like his associates yeah i mean whether it's his associates or just like they were there kind of thing like you know they are part of this and then it's like oh shit you know I don't know. It's it's I mean, Carly's there in the background, too. And, you know, that's going to be bad for her rage against Captain America and yeah. and, you know, the United States and what's going on right now in the world. So, well, I dare say her killing Lamar is bad for her rage against or. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's not a good look for Carly, but at least but she didn't get videotaped doing it. Yeah. The thing about Carly, though, and I would have to rewatch again, the way that I saw it was that to me, it seemed like she was kind of defending herself. And like you said, we hit him too hard because Mm -hmm. I thought I saw like after he smashes against the pillar, like her face was like, oh, oh my gosh, can't believe I did that. Like, that's kind of how I took it, you know? So, I mean, it's it's not the same kind of rage that Johnny Walker is showing when I'm going to kill somebody. She looked like remorseful, like, oh, like an accident. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit you because you came at me. But, oh, wait, you're a human, not a super soldier. And you went flying. That's how I took it. So, again, that part, I'm still on the redeem trail for her. But, like, you already get you, man. How many people? Go ahead. Yeah, but you already talked me into the whole, like, she's already passed it, you know. And and it's it's too it is too much. No matter what I say about the redeemable stuff, you know, I think that they're trying to nail us on the head with the fact that, she has good intentions, but the fact that she already did this, this deed of the, the blowing up of the building should make her not redeemable. Yeah, I would say that and killing Lamar like that's just a, at what point do you be like, OK, she's killed this many innocent people. Yeah. Now she's yeah. irredeemable. I think yeah. I think she's already crossed that line. If if you look at it objectively, I'm, I'm with you. Like I I see good qualities in her. But I, I, I think it just might be too late. Now you're kind of talking me into it being like the it's too late thing. This would be a good story in the way of, yes, she has the redeemable qualities, but another one who just goes over the edge, like seeing her boy gets destroyed by this Captain America guy, yeah. head smashed in. For all we know, she could be radicalized times a million now in episode five as the leader also- of the Flag Smashers. I also have to point out that it seems like the walls are closing in around her. You know, she doesn't have any more vials of the super serum. The power broker is closing in on her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the U.S. Sam and Bucky, everybody. Sam and Bucky are closing in. in on her. Like she's, you know, it. It's starting to get serious for for this girl who, like the power broker said, is just playing revolutionary. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I I think as she starts to come to that realization, she's going to get a lot more desperate. And desperation usually leads people to do things that are not very kosher. So I think in these last two episodes, we could see her. Look, she's uh, she's either going to be redeemed and seek out Sam next episode and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I want to be a good guy or she's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. I would put my money on. She's going to get worse because I have already identified that what she has already done is irredeemable. Yeah, she's a leader of a terrorist group. Yeah, I think you talked me into that by the end of this episode, and I agree. I think she's going to get worse. All right, so we ready for a little higher vibe, dude? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm so going to miss we, it without Paul, but, you know. I know. We so <laughs> we, we definitely miss Paul this episode. I'm going to have to try to, to nail this one myself, but for everyone listening who hasn't uh, heard us do higher vibe before, I'm going to give a statement. And Brian here is going to let me know if, if he's vibing with me. So if he feels me, if he if he agrees with what I'm saying 
or if he's saying, nah, bro, you're high, dude. You're, what are you smoking, man? And disagreeing with my statement. So, number one, I'm going to stay away from the Lamar thing to start. So, number one, higher vibe, Sharon Carter is the power broker. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you just say that out loud? I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say hi. Okay. Okay. But that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, can, I can't even. I I could give no supporting evidence. I just think that she's a straight shooter. I think she is a good guy, and the power broker seems to not be a good guy. So I, I'm just gonna say, yeah. you're high. I'm gonna go with high as well. But I want to give you my reasoning for why it even mm-hmm. came up. So we know from the last episode that so she has some kind of ulterior motive. She gets in the car and she says, "We have a problem." We know that she's working with or working with someone higher up, or maybe she is the higher up. We just don't know exactly what her ulterior motive is. The fact that she's in Madripoor right now and she has access to satellites and she has all these resources, you know, is she under the radar as the actual big dog in Madripoor? So not huge things to, you know, go for or against it, but I thought it was, it was an interesting thing to bring out. reaction. Definitely (laughs) an interesting thing to bring up that that would explain why for the past two episodes we've been talking about how she there's definitely more to her than they're showing us right now and that would explain why she kind of has these connections and these resources when she's supposed to just be a rogue person in madripoor yeah and also this episode she was very gung-ho like we need to get these vials and we need to get carly like that wasn't really I mean, her main deal for the last episodes were let's get you guys out of Madripoor. And yeah. if you if I help you, you know, you're going to get me my freedom back. And yes. I, the power broker thing did come up and she was trying to get them to the scientists and everything like that. So it's not like it's coming out of nowhere, but she was never like, hey, I'm helping you get these vials. We need to get Carly. Let's go. You know, it seems like a very power broker thing for, for her to say. <laughs> Yeah. Also, remember that we questioned why two episodes ago they were just like, all right, we got to find Dr. Nagel. And she was just like, I'm going to meet with some of my clients and I'll see what I can dig up. And then five minutes later, she came back. I know exactly where Nagel is. Yep. Yeah. That's some power broker shit, man. I'm starting to convince myself here. That would be a crazy, crazy twist because that's not good for her future in the MCU, I don't think. I mean, maybe she could be underlying as the power broker for a while. We just love Sharon. So we want Sharon to stay around, but we like this Sharon. So, I mean, I'm down with her being a power broker. That's fine. I just don't want her to be done. Like, I don't want this to be the end of her arc for the MCU. You know, I don't think it is. There's no, we haven't seen enough of her in this show to justify this being the end of her arc. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. All right, number two, higher vibe, Lamar is alive. This is a good one, too. I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to say hi. I think he's okay. dead. Um, I, I, I'm i going to say hi because I think he's dead, but I want a vibe because <laughs> I like Lamar. Yeah. And this would look really bad for John Walker if he didn't have he executed that guy. If he could at least justify it by saying they killed Battlestar, I'm not letting yeah. that chick go. That's one thing. But if Lamar's alive and he's just like, okay, I just executed this guy for no reason at all. 
That would be yep. a really bad look for Johnny Walker. That would make it way worse. Now, yeah. I want to I want to bring up again my reasoning for this, and I'm going to go on a major theory that is probably bullshit, but I just want to oh, hear man, your thoughts. Bring it on. I want to hear your thoughts that Lamar is actually Mephisto. Not <laughs> so I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's two routes here that bring me to think, okay, maybe Lamar could be alive. One is totally exactly what you just said. I don't even need to get into it. He survived and Johnny overreacted. You know, that's one route. The other route is what if they both took the serum? Like what if they shared it? And I don't know what would happen if they did, because, you know, you would think that you would have to take the full vial. But my reasoning would be that I found it very weird that they both went into the building and they are a tag team that has worked together forever. And John goes up the stairs and Lamar just went off by himself, didn't say anything. And when Johnny turns around, he's like, where the fuck Lamar go? Right now, he's easily taken down and and incapacitated. They don't. This is, has nothing to do with it. It is. It's weird to me that he, he still has his knife on him because usually when you take someone down and tie him up, you would take everything off them. Mm. But whatever. He gets out of it. And what if the plan is that, you know, he gets hit and he is not going to die from it and it's Johnny who checks him. So Johnny could say he's alive or he's dead. Johnny could have his freak out and use that as his reasoning to just go ham because you know Captain yeah. America can't go ham. He's got protocols and procedures um i know that this is a is is very thin but yeah you know it's kind of what i was thinking like the first the main thing to me was it was super weird that they separated that easily in the beginning unless it's part of the plan i agree with that too although i would say that's a very specific plan to know that it would the end game of the fight would be okay, Lamar. You play dead. I go over and check on you. They'll probably just let me do it. Be cool. They'll just let me <laughs> in the heat of the battle go over and check your pulse. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were just like, and all that will be able to justify me executing this motherfucker. Yeah. No. That seems I, I pretty. Mean, yeah. 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 And I, I, don't, I don't. I don't necessarily take it as like it justifies me to kill or to go ham on execute style on this mm-hmm. mother trucker but it gives me justification to show more force on i would have said carly yeah. you know or on yeah. the flag smashers in general you know obviously he didn't expect to be videotaped but honestly if you're asking me straight up i think that it was full wrath because he thinks his yeah. boy's dead you know that's honestly how i feel i you agree know? but i thought it was something to bring up one more higher vibe. This one's not huge, but I just want to get your thoughts. We brought this up, I think, two episodes ago. Higher vibe. We will see Isaiah in episode five or six. I'm going to vibe with that. Okay. I agree, by the way. Although they are still in Latvia, and I think it's more we need to see more Elijah yeah. if they're setting it up for the Young Avengers. I also really want to see Isaiah because yeah. he's badass. Yeah, I love that Me guy. Um, I'm just trying to think what, like how... Plot wise, why would they need him again? I feel like they have to go home at some point, and I don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to be because now they're going to have Captain America arrested, uh, Johnny Walker being arrested, and they are witnesses because they're caught on tape and they have to go back or something. I do feel like there's going to be some kind of hiatus in our major storyline where they have to go back home. Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't know how exactly Isaiah gets back in the fold, except for the fact that we know that Sam would like to talk to him again. Maybe Sam can go back to him and Sam can ask for advice from him or or Isaiah gives him some kind of advice. Let me, yeah, what do you think? I could see it. Okay, if they strip what's his face uh johnny walker of the captain america mantle next episode i could see sam turning to isaiah for some advice if he is once again offered the shield okay that's good yeah i yeah. like that sounds good book it i'm yeah in. yeah i'm in for that i think i'm vibing with you just because i'm vibing vibing with isaiah and i really want to see him again in the next two episodes me too what man. i thought you were going to ask is the last episode one of the higher vibes was, will we see the power broker? And I think you vibed with that. Are you still vibing with that? Is it Sharon? That's Yeah, have we already seen her? Yeah. Um, so, see, if Carly gets radicalized times 10 and she ends up being the bad guy now, you know, I think that that could be the trajectory that you talked me into it. That might be enough of a bad quote-unquote big bad to finish the series you know while they're also coming to terms with their situation meaning sam and bucky you know sam being asked to be captain america bucky shedding the winter soldier but if she's not radicalized i mean we still have zemo too like geez like but if she's not radicalized i feel like we still have something that has to happen with the power broker to the point where they have to be introduced. I just still think they will be introduced. I could see uh Madripoor becoming a location that we revisit in the MCU. And it seems yeah. like the power broker is like big brother of that city, you know, like yeah. power broker is watching. So if we're revisiting that location in projects that are dropping for the mcu in the future then there's really no need to actually give us the face reveal of the power broker because you know if we we are hanging out in majapur going forward if we don't get in episode five uh and it's not going to be a sharon reveal then i honestly agree with you i think yeah you're right it could also be like he is the big big bad of this season and we get some of that bullshit where the last 10 seconds of the last episode is his reveal you know what i mean right 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 um but i just don't think i I think we have too much on our plate right now to introduce the power broker and get a resolution to that. There's a lot on the plate right now still. I mean, we haven't really resolved any of our storylines yet. And we and they said that next episode, we've heard this before. They said <laughs> next episode is the longest of the series. Well, not the longest of the series, longest so far. So six could be longer, yeah. but 61 minutes, I'm down with it. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a long episode. That's a medium yeah. episode. One more thing I want to bring up to you before we finish here. We have a quote <laughs> from showrunner and writer Malcolm Spellman. And he says that there's going to be a doozy of a cameo in episode five. Hands down, the biggest episode is going to be episode five. It just gets real. And in episode five, you are going to cry. He said that... It will not be an Avenger cameo. It's going to be more of a grounded character who would make a nice contrast to someone like Cap or Thor. The exact quote goes, there are characters in our series who I would love to see partners with big world shakers like Thor or someone like that. A very grounded character. The personality is so strong. It's an episode five character. I'd love to see that character with Thor. I keep saying Thor. Not someone we've seen in the MCU so far, 
but it is going to be played by a well-known performer. And the rumors are that it will not be anybody that's going to be like a huge star in the upcoming movie. So it's not like we're going to get like an Eternals or Shang-Chi or something like that uh, actor slash character. I'm not even going to get into our thoughts too much because we already know that we killed this shit with Mephisto in WandaVision. I have a quick idea, but what do you think of that quote in general? What do I think of that quote? I think these execs got to stop giving us quotes like this because we're yep. chopping at the bits. We're going to do speculate wildly, but now nah, what am I supposed to do with that? A very grounded character that would pair well with Thor. So it's like an opposite kind of character that's not going to have that kind of power, but is going to be very strong of a personality. It is a Marvel character, a Marvel Comics character. Is it a hero? Like, but Hero just, or villain? We so, don't know. I mean, God, if it's a villain, we're going to be more storylines we need to resolve. In, well, he said he would, well, he said he would like him to pair with Thor, so the assumption is a good guy, right? Yeah. Um, but, and are you taking it as, like, just not as strong as Thor when he said it's not a world shaker. So like a Spider-Man-esque power level person. Yeah, a grounded character, meaning like not a supernatural, like again, like world breaker, meaning like it's not going to be Iron Man, Cap, Thor, like any of the big dogs. Um, All right, well, I want to hear your thoughts. I have one one thought, one thought here, because I feel like it could be anybody. And we know that it could end up being no one that we care about, but they just said, I have a, this is actually one of those kind of quotes though, where verbatim, like if this isn't going to be so, something that actually turns out to be something, then this guy yeah. needs to get fired because this is like a verbatim quote. Like, yeah, like Wanda or sorry, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, when she was asked the question, she was actually asked like, do you think there will be a cameo that is up like up to par with Luke Skywalker? Yes, was her answer. She yeah. didn't actually come out and say, like, hey, guys, there's going to be a Luke Skywalker cameo. Hell freaking yeah. You know, this guy is quoting saying this is what's going to happen. You're going to cry. This is going to be the best episode so far. So I'm going to say one character, and I think she fits in with the upcoming TV shows, and I think she fits in with the groundedness of what they mean. And I'm going to go with She-Hulk, but I'm going to go with her human form, like Bruce Banner's version of her. I forget her name. I apologize. The reason why I say this is because she's a lawyer when she's not a superhero, similar to Daredevil. Okay. So we know that we're going to have an an issue with Cat probably being on trial, meaning Johnny Walker. We may have an issue where we need a lawyer when it comes to Sharon. And we may have an issue where we need a lawyer when it comes to Zemo if he goes back to prison. So I'm going with someone like that. You know, if they didn't say he, you know, the person is, hasn't been a thing already, I may have gone with Daredevil, but I'm going to go with She-Hulk. And that just a quick bang. That's my answer. <laughs> and is that mostly because of the lawyer thing and you yeah. can see them needing some legal help? And I because can see there's too, a, yeah. And because She-Hulk will be a show coming soon. She's getting her own show. Nice little way to introduce her to the universe. So my question would be, (laughs) hit you up, oh yeah. My question would be, is She-Hulk like, essentially Hulk in terms of strength? So Uh, would that count as a world breaker though? That's the problem, yeah. So I don't know if if we take it literally and, and we say that it's because we're introduced to her human form, 
then mm-hmm. she's grounded. So and- you brought up Daredevil. Has the Netflix Daredevil is that Marvel's universe Daredevil, or are they separate entities? The Netflix. So they. Property? So we have confirmed that Charlie Cox from Daredevil shot some scenes for the next Spider-Man movie. So the Netflix Daredevil. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they are bringing yeah. them in. Yeah, so whether it's more multiverse, Sony characters coming in, Netflix characters coming in kind of deal, I think that it seems like they're picking and choosing the Netflix characters and deciding whether they're going to bring them in or not. I, there's yeah. there's major rumors that Jessica Jones is going to be back in the MCU. Same with uh, the Punisher himself. The actor said, I would be down to come back. I would love to have him come back. Love that uh, actor. Know. I haven't he's, seen he's Punisher great. yet. I love that actor, yeah, though. He, he's the man. <laughs> Ironically, the only one that's not rumored is Iron Fist. So (laughs) that was an awful, awful. So, yeah. So to answer your question, Charlie Cox as Daredevil technically exists in the MCU. Cool. Gotcha. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, the only reason why I didn't go by him is because they said it's not someone we've been introduced to yet. Cool. You got anything else? Any lasting thoughts? No, I'm Paul. We missed you today. No, uh, no, Paul. Sexiest scene upsets me a little bit, but. It wasn't a very sexy episode. I I don't know what would have been the sexiest scene, Um, but that'll do it, guys. Keep an eye out for our continued coverage of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to be covering each episode week by week as they come out. We got two more left, episodes five and six. Apparently, we're getting some earth-shattering cameo in episode five, so Mm -hmm. definitely stick around for that. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.